Welcome to another episode of Hive Hoops presented by The Lead. I am your host, Joshua Balta. The Charlotte Hornets are coming off of an abysmal three games offensively. Climbed all the way up to number one defensively in the league since the trade deadline. But the offense has been putrid, atrocious, just an absolute shellacking by the Milwaukee Bucks, whom the Charlotte Hornets will see again tonight at the Spectrum Center. But the offense has been ugly. On this episode, we're going to dive in a little bit more into the offense, why I think that it's you know, the 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 post-All-Star break Hornets don't look like the pre-All-Star break yet post-trade deadline Hornets. That was a lot. I had to get that right in my mind. Um, but these new-look Hornets, they, they don't look as nice as they did pre-All-Star break. Going to give you my thoughts there. A little bit of Steve Clifford talk, um, and then LaMelo remains out. Here's why I don't think that the Charlotte Hornets have looked as good here recently. Now, I'm speculating here. But when the new additions joined, they showed up in the Queen City. They got off the plane. They stepped in the building, and they were immediately asked to go out there and just play basketball. And they were playing free. They were moving. They were cutting. They were hitting shots. They were passing. I, 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 I mean, with freedom, right? I think what's taken place now is you have guys who have had time, have been in the gym, have had practice time pregame to run over sets, to go over plays. Now, the entire association runs a lot of the same stuff, right? Different variations uh, on terminology, and as far as maybe there's a back cut here instead of, you know, coming up over the screen or, you know, just minute details. But I think now maybe there's a little bit of second guessing. Possibly they're trying to stick to the plays, trying to stick to the sets. And maybe there's just, you know, they're second guessing themselves. There's a little bit of hesitation, it seems. And so the ball's been sticking more. Uh, another thing, the shots just haven't been falling. I mean, the, the the Hornets have had some good looks in each of these past three games. It's just it's not falling. And then there's been a lot of ISO. Cody Martin is really dribbling the ball out of uh, or the air out of the ball. I was about to say the ball out of the air. Um, He's had a nice little connection with Nick Richards. But outside of that, just offensively, there's just too much dribbling especially for a guy who's not a true point guard. He can, he can give you minutes if you're in a tight spot there. So I'm not saying that like he just cannot play that role. He can in small spurts, but he can't command an entire game uh, from that position. And then <laughs> we've seen Brandon Miller, you know, he's kind of over these last three games. I mean, the Charlotte Hornets aren't even scratching 100 points in the NBA team in the year of our Lord, 2024, three games straight, can't touch 100 points. That's a problem. And I think that's where, I think that's what's happening here. They had some freedom. They they were asked, hey, go out there and just play. Bertans, you get the ball, you're open. Shoot it, man. He was shooting it even when he wasn't open. 
Uh, Seth was, you know, just coming off screens and he was really looking to find his shot, which is fine. I mean, that's what those guys do. Um, but now you've seen a little bit more ISO ball out of, <laughs> out of Seth Curry. Um, and then Grant Williams was looking more impactful offensively. Now I still think he's been impactful defensively. Um, which had the Hornets all the way up to number one defensively, really being that spokesman on the defensive side of the ball. But just offensively, it's just it, it it's been more stagnant. And I'm just wondering if now they're trying to stick to the plays, the sets, and it's just got them second guessing themselves to some degree uh, at this point. There was some talk about Steve Clifford. I saw it online about how should the Charlotte Hornets bring uh, Steve Clifford back if the Hornets keep playing like this, if their numbers defensively continue looking like this, should Steve Clifford be back? And I was torn on it because I really like Steve Clifford. I think he's a great basketball mind. I love hearing him talk basketball. And, you know, it's one of those things where I do feel like he's never been given just a great roster to see, like, what he could do. But then you look at these last three basketball games offensively for the Hornets, and that's where my reservations come. In 2024, is he a head basketball coach in the NBA with a staff? Can he can he assemble the staff that can consistently have, you know, an offense that looks like an NBA offense? in this decade. And I'm not sure. Um, now LaMelo's out. And I think this is what the fan base is wanting to see. Some people don't even have to, some people are like, no, 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 no. Like I I've, I've seen enough of clip. He's been here twice. He's had two different stints here. Uh, like I'm good. Like, let's go get our young coach. Let's go get our Mike Budenholzer. Let's go get our guy, bring him in. And let's just kind of wash our hands. Thanks, Cliff, for coming in. We we still love you. You still have the most wins all time at the helm. But it, it's just, no, it's time to move on there as well. And I get that. I really do. But these last three games, it's just, uh, we need, we, we also need to see this team with LaMelo. I mean, that's what this fan base is really itching for. What do these new look Hornets look like when the franchise player is, you know, added into, you know, the equation? And we're we're not getting that because it's just an out designation after an out designation. Rod Boone puts out pre All Star break that Lamelo's nearing a return, posting videos for warm ups, looking pretty good. And so I, I was under the assumption. I guess that was my fault. I shouldn't have assumed. I thought LaMelo would make his return post-All-Star break. I really did. Or maybe not with that back-to-back. Not even then. I thought he was going to make his return post-All-Star break. That's what I really thought. And the fact that we're now numerous games post-All-Star break and he's still not back, it's not even a questionable. It's not a game-time decision. It's nothing like that. It's just out. Like the day before the game. It's frustrating. And so I think bringing Cliff back, 
wondering what that will look like and all of that. I don't even think that you can properly assess it at this point because you don't see the team with their best player on the floor and what that can look like from a defensive standpoint and an offensive standpoint. I lean no. Go get Mike Budenholzer. If you can get Budenholzer, you go get him. Because hopefully the Hornets can show enough promise over this back half, or not back half, but back what, third quarter of the season to where we could pique the interest, like new ownership, and get a quality GM in here to where a guy like Mike Budenholzer might be like, you know what, having LaMelo looks and, and Brandon Miller, a healthy Mark Williams, Miles Bridges is a good player. If, you know, the Hornets decide to bring him back and this bench, you know, that's a decent NBA bench. Maybe you could pique the interest of a guy like that. Or maybe, you know, you have one of these young guys, you know, you have Quinn down in, in Miami or Sam Cassell who, you know, has been linked as, you know, a former NBA player, now coach, who kind of gets that, can be that player, you know, that coach that really sees eye to eye with guys and, uh, you know, can can get the most out of some of these younger guys, right, who are now players, obviously. And so <laughs> that's one of those aspects where I just – I guess you can't properly assess because you're not seeing the team – with their best player. But man, it's just it, it's it's frustrating. It's getting frustrating on numerous levels because he does look okay. And maybe maybe it's just cardio at this point. Right? Maybe it's cardio, maybe you know the ankle looks good, but at this juncture playing in an NBA game because it was an ankle and so he wasn't able to condition and then all-star uh, break happens. Guys went and took vacations, right? So, I mean, was he was was he running? Was he conditioning his body? Probably not. Um, I'm not going to say that he wasn't. I think he loves basketball. That's, the, that's not what I'm questioning here. But was he, you know, getting run in, essentially? I'm not sure if he was. And so you take that into consideration. Maybe it's just that at this point. But I get the frustration, and he has to play. This can't be one of those things where LaMelo sits out the rest of the season. It just can't be. He hasn't and, – and, and I hear people, and I see what people say as far as he just needs to get fully healthy before we even bring him back. And if that means sitting out the rest of the season and coming back fully healthy for next season, so be it. No. I mean, yeah, he needs to be healthy, but I mean, he looks pretty, he looks pretty damn healthy. In these videos, I mean, he's moving. Um, there's no reason to believe at this point that like he's having just lingering ankle issues. I don't think that's it. If it's conditioning, okay. I'll accept that. I really will. But the ankle looks fine. As far as him being able to move, him being able to get lift on a shot, him, you know, we've seen the videos. 
his ankle looks fine enough to play. If it's conditioning, I got that. But this can't be one of those things where LaMelo sits out the remaining, what, 25 games of the season? Just because he has to play. You need to see what this team looks like at near full strength. I know you won't have Mark Williams, or at least it presumably won't. I mean, that's a whole other discussion with the training staff. I mean, we we said that we were going to get an update. We're nearing that update, and we still haven't received the update. Near strength, your franchise player, you want to see what your new roster that you've pieced together. I mean, all these guys are going to be back. Michich is on a three-year deal, okay? Man is on his rookie deal. Bertans is supposed to come back next year. Now, whether the Hornets are going to do that or they'll be able to get that early termination option, we'll see what happens there. But, I mean, this is your roster. Nick Richards, Cody Martin, they're all coming back next year. Barring a trade. Brandon Miller, obviously, he will be here. And so you want to see going into the offseason that LaMelo can – what this team looks like with LaMelo, that LaMelo can stay healthy for 20-plus games at a time without going down with another injury. To truly assess where we're at here, be able to show your new GM that you're about to bring in what this team looks like so they can properly assess, so that they can – plan the next steps accordingly based off of the information that they have at hand. And so he needs to play. And I, I'm just going to be honest here. LaMelo hasn't proven that he can stay healthy enough to where he's a guy where you say, no, 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 scrap the rest of the season, just bring him back next season. No. There was a player here in Charlotte for the past three and a half seasons that this fan base berated on a near daily, just daily, okay? On a, on, on a daily basis, nearly. For his inability to be able to stay on the floor and get paid what he's getting paid in one Gordon Hayward, right? LaMelo Ball is nearing that status. He never plays. He's never available. And it's frustrating. And yes, these last two seasons, they've been lost seasons to a large degree. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, we just got to rush him back. Maybe we did that last year, chasing a playoff berth, which, or a play-in berth, right? And maybe that's where we messed up. And then this year, you know, the season seems all but over. And then to bring him back prematurely, it would that would seem reckless. I get that, okay? But at the same time, we're nearing Gordon Hayward territory. If we're being honest, that's where we're at. And so all of the energy that was given Gordon Hayward's direction, I mean, LaMelo Ball is nearing that stratosphere and we can't just put this bubble around him and say, oh, he's a franchise player. Oh, but he's so much better than Gordon Hayward. Oh, when he's on the floor, like these things happen. And so, like, no, we just need to get him back perfectly healthy. No. He has 10 years on Gordon Hayward. He has much less injuries than Gordon Hayward. And next year, he's going to be making more than what Gordon Hayward made 
his time here in Charlotte. I mean, we're nearing that point, and it's just injury after injury, and then LaMelo stays out for so long. Like, it's taking him a really long time to rehab and to condition past these injuries. I don't want to bring him back prematurely. I don't. I don't want to rush him back in a season where we've won 15 games. But at this point, it's not really rushing him back that early. Okay? He's had plenty of time to heal from these injuries. And if, it, it, if it's taking him this additional time, that's a that's an area of concern. And we need to be able to say that. And seeing that he looks pretty healthy, but just continues with these out designations, this is an area of, to, of concern and something to monitor moving forward. Because there's been there have been players that we've crushed here recently, very recently. This me me included. This right here on this podcast at Hornets lead on my own personal. I hammered Gordon Hayward. Lamelo Ball is nearing that same status, and if we're going to keep it honest and we're going to keep it fair around here, we've got to we we've got to call these things out. We need to see what this team has. We need to see what this team has with their franchise player in LaMelo Ball. I mean, it's getting frustrating. It is. It's. It just is. We'll see what transpires. No LaMelo tonight. We got the Milwaukee Bucks again. Uh, look for that game to be a little bit better. I mean... <laughs> Oh, excuse me. Uh, can't be worse than last outcome, right? It just can't. Hopefully, we'll see what we got. Uh, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hive Hoops presented by The Lead. I'm your host, Joshua Balta. Until next time, adios.